This is a presentation of the Pitch Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Patrick Moore. This is KC Top 5, a Kansas City listicle podcast on the Pitch Podcast Network. It's a show where myself and two other guests make top five lists about, you guessed it, Kansas City. On today's show, we have comedian Brandon Patrick. He's someone I met here in Kansas City. He worked at the Kansas City Improv for a number of years. He was basically the house MC. He now lives in Denver, and he joins us along with Mr. Ben Went, who is the co-owner of The Rhino. He is a podcast host and producer of Ope Radio right here on the Pitch Podcast Network. And he is the vocalist of the band, The Way Way Back. And last year, they actually won Best Song by a Local Band here at The Pitch. But that's enough jibber-jabber. Let's get to the show. KC Top 5, Best Venues to See Local Shows. Dude, Brandon, I didn't know you were the guest on this episode. That's amazing. Now you know. Now you know. I'm so happy. That rules. I got on. I was like, oh, yeah, there's another host probably. Is, is that the, the Parasite House? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that movie, I've not seen that movie. Oh, is dude, it great? it's fucking good. It's great. It's probably kind of hard to watch right now, honestly. Yeah. Like, with what's going on in Texas, probably kind of, like, hard to watch. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not like escapism, you know? No. Okay. The guy. I, I heard somebody refer to it as a horror movie without like a concrete villain, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what." Like, it's like yeah. class is the monster. It's like it's like a Jason movie, but Jason yeah. is class. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like a much more sophisticated Jason movie. That's the best way to describe Parasite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this audio yeah, and video or just audio? Just audio. Oh, thank God. I know, I look like dog shit. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I, luckily, you guys can't smell me, but yeah, yeah. Oh, man, same. Oh, God. <laughs> Who wants to shower when, you know, you're not leaving your house? Yeah. Um, I still shower yeah. twice a day, like a little. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing top five best venues to see local shows. Brandon, let's start off with you, man. What is your number five? Number five? Uh, this kind of feels like a cop-out. Uh, the Sprint Center. <laughs> I mean, T-Mobile it's... Center. Center. T-Mobile. Oh my God. It is the T-Mobile Center. Yeah. The T-Mobile. I mean, I'd never been there, but the old Sprint Center back when Sprint was the thing. Uh, I saw Drake there and it was the best show I've ever seen in my life. WWE levels of production. <laughs> um, Like just an LED board for the stage that transformed into like a phone. And it, it was just amazing. And I've seen comedy there and it's just, when it's full there's nothing like that many people enjoying something together i've never seen anything go wrong you know what i mean like stand i've never seen a... what stand-up did you see at the sprint center i've seen dl was on tour with charlie murphy eddie griffin george lopez and uh cedric the entertainer that so i saw sense. them at the sprint center and that was amazing and then i saw martin lawrence and jay farrow cheryl underwood and like bruce bruce at the sprint center i was like this is an amazing like arena comedy is very different than theater comedy or club comedy like you pretty much only have to do like 10 minutes and it feels like 25 because the laughs just go 
It's such a big space, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen, yeah, comedy like in an arena once, and that was uh, Cat Williams at the Municipal Auditorium. Oh my God. Oh man, how was it? Chris Cubis and I, like, yeah, I got tickets, so we got, got to go see him, and then we just got high as shit, and I went to go to <laughs> Cat Williams. And obviously the show started like two or three hours late, I think. Yeah, there's a, with Cat um, Williams, it's always like, is he going to show up to this? Yeah, he might not be here. Who knows? Um, yeah. And yeah, but it was wild. I mean, but like everyone around me was like laughing their ass off. I was laughing my ass off. It was around the time that like Michael Douglas had cancer and he blamed it on he was eating too much pussy. Yes. Got throat cancer from eating too much pussy. <laughs> And like Cat, Cat Williams' big joke was, don't throw pussy under the bus, Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cop-out. That absolutely is a cop-out. You're right. Uh, yeah, cool it's out. not. Yeah, it's it's the only one like that on the list, I promise. The rest of the list is solid. We did like a barbecue episode with Hartzell, and his number five was Kansas City Tradition. I heard that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What is that? Cop-out <laughs> is what that is. What is Kansas City Tradition? Tradition of Kansas City Barbecue. Oh. Yeah. Like right. like That's we invented burn ends, for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the Sprint Center, fine. That's, you know, that's fine. It's in Kansas City. Well, it wow. is. Yeah, it's right there. I have not been there since it's been the T-Mobile Center, and I live here. I don't think anyone has, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's been. <laughs> it's recent, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's been closed. Like, what, you know, what arena show? can you do right now yeah i think they keep canceling like disney on ice i think they've rescheduled that like nine times there yeah. oh some kid is losing their mind <laughs> yeah yeah some kid some kid that you don't have to interact with yeah, yeah. <laughs> my kid uh, <laughs> what's your number five dude yeah okay uh so i will say up top i i I didn't pick the rhino for any of my five. I, I chose to opt myself out of that. I'll be, I'll be, uh, you know, taking that out of the equation because uh, otherwise it would probably be my number one through five. Uh, let's start things off with the Phoenix. I absolutely love the Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, it's just an incredible spot. Uh, usually jazz, uh, occasionally other genres, but this is a spot that I kind of just stumbled upon one night there was a really nice summer night and some friends and i were just kind of drinking downtown kind of just walking around kind of making our way north uh because you know it's just a, a block or two south of the river market district and um we we just like heard the music and we we're like let's just go in there stumbled upon it absolutely loved it and and have been back several times so i just i love it i think they have some of the best sound in the city that it just always sounds very articulate and clear in there Anytime I've been, there's just incredible music going on. And as somebody who is more tapped into the rock scene and the hip hop scene than anything else, it, it's cool for me because it, it causes me to explore the jazz scene in a way that I don't by default. And I love jazz as a genre, but I'm bad at exploring new jazz music. And the Phoenix always causes me anytime I've gone, I'm like, oh, this world class musician lives in Kansas City, like truly world class, you know, like, we have some of the best barbecue in the entire world. We also have some of the best jazz in the entire world. And it's yeah. easy to take that for granted. And the Phoenix is a really great spot to catch jazz. That's a really good pick. Um, I was hoping someone would pick a jazz spot because I, like you just said, I'm really bad at like finding new jazz and going yeah. out jazz. Um, so the Phoenix, that's awesome. That's a great place to go check it out. Jazz is like hit and miss, man. You could like stumble on some free jazz and it's like, oh, this is really not what I, I wanted to hear tonight. You I know? think with the jazz scene, it seems to me that finding a place that has a good booker is key. Yep. Like the Phoenix rules, Green Lady rules, uh, because you can trust the ear of whoever's doing their booking. And it, that's a little bit different than the rock scene and the hip hop scene, whereas the, in those scenes, these acts come to the venue and say, we want to do an album release show. We want to do, you know, whereas like I think the jazz clubs, they do more of their booking totally internally 
and you got to really trust find a good booker that you can trust yeah yeah makes sense most of my jazz knowledge comes from la la land so i think i, I then know you've got I'm it man about. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> ryan gosling yeah. save jazz and, right white uh, canadians absolutely yeah no you've got it that's that's it <laughs> my number five is a place that brandon we've definitely done a stand-up shows there before the westport coffee house that's my number four is it really that's crazy hell yeah i love that place i've done so many shows there and they yeah they do music they do improv uh you can rent it out they do some shows there in-house green room burgers is right connected to it you can yep. get up there yes. burger westport coffee house that's my number five thinnest green room possible <laughs> yeah you can fit like four people in there and there's, it's there's like a shit. dude there's like an old ass jukebox in there yeah it doesn't it looks work. like it yeah it looks like it took laser discs it's like whoa <laughs> yeah it's huge yeah and yeah i remember there yeah they did the drunk history shows there a while back where the improv people would act out the comedian stories that was always fun to do i remember the improv people getting very uncomfortable with the comedians drinking too much <laughs> but, you know fair some of the people took that too seriously it was a drunk history show so it's hey let's get really drunk they do take it very personal that you but i i remember i would get like either high or drunk and they would be kind of like oh you're gonna perform like that it's like yeah just telling a story i am yeah. i <laughs> state dependent learning right you know if you yeah. write a certain way you need to recreate the uh the state as best as possible that's just psychology I, man yeah dude that was my theory for a long time <laughs> yeah sam it, it's it's not it's not great it doesn't work out it does not work out it turns uh, out it's not sustainable yeah <laughs> who knew well you're like stuck in like albuquerque and it's like oh i have to be in denver tomorrow oh but i'm drunk now how does that work <laughs> Yeah, how, how is that going to work? And it doesn't. Sure does. So that's my number five. That's your number four. So then, Ben, yeah. we'll go to you for your number four, sir. Great. Number four, I'm going to go with The Brick. So The Brick, really great spot uh, in uh, Midtown, East Crossroads. Uh, I, yeah, I really like The Brick. Great vibe. This is one of those spots that does just feel kind of like, in the, in the best way possible, a hole in the wall. You're just kind of like walking down. I think it's on McGee, and it... it you just kind of stumble into it and they've got a, a really big stage for their space, especially like horizontally from the dimension, which is really nice for bands. And they have shockingly good food. The meatloaf sandwich at the brick is low key. One of the best sandwiches in Kansas city, oh, hell yeah. but yeah, their, their bar is great. Their, their food is shockingly good. And they do a really good job of, they book almost entirely KC based musicians every now and then touring Axel cut through, uh, but it's almost always local and, uh, they are just a very consistent stage for local musicians, giving local musicians a, a, a place to play and perform their music and make a little bit of money too. So I love the brick, everything about them, but especially that meatloaf sandwich. That's Donald yeah. Trump's favorite yeah. sandwich, actually. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, fact. just one of many ways that he and I are alike. Yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, I always thought that you guys are real similar. I have, I've been told I have really Trumpy vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually, I've been to the brick. I, I've not seen a show there before though. I, I have eaten there and the food's actually really good. Yeah. Awesome. I don't even know where it is. I gotta fix that. It's at like 13th and McGee or maybe right about there. It's, it used uh, Tapcade used to be like three doors uh, up from it, but unfortunately oh, Tapcade had to close during the I know exactly pandemic. where that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice area. I, I get my records at Josie Records. Oh yeah, that's very cool. Which close. is like yeah. two up and two over. Yep. yep, I miss going down to that area. It's been a while since I've kind of just- Truly, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my number four is, it's a place, it's coming back. It burned down temporarily. It's uh, Davies Uptown. Okay, I so in my, I, I didn't know where I was going to- fit this in but i had a defunct slash rnp category yeah. that like uh but like 
Davies, Davies, absolutely. I, 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 it looks like they're coming back, and I, I sure hope they are because they're they're just incredible. I love everything about Davies. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's a great classic hole in the wall place to see a show. I've seen so many local shows there, done stand up shows there. My friend Chase Novick's in a band called Dog Lava. I've seen them there a bunch. Just a really cool place to see shows. And yeah, I think it's cash only, which is always great. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I like you know keeping the man out of things. So yeah, that's my number four. And I, I do believe they're coming back, but I think they keep changing that here and there. So that's kind of a cop out of my part because it's not technically open. But yeah, Davies Uptown's Ramblers Club. It's uh, it's a shithole and it's the best. It's the best. And, and so, also yeah. great, great sound there. They have one of the best sound engineers in the entire city working for them. Mm, nice. That was my number four. Brandon, what's your number three, sir? Green Lady. Oh my God. I used to love sort of ending your night there, you know? Um, yes. I, I do love the foundation. and I, I, I had to leave that off the list because it, you know, just, I just did. But the Green Lady, it's so almost elevated that it seems like if you take a date there, it's like, wow, this is really nice. And the ceilings are low. It's dark as fuck in there and it just seems really really intimate it's it's a really cool spot the food is not my favorite but... <laughs> I've, that's so funny you say that i have never ordered food there yeah because yeah. like kind of like you said anytime i've ended up at green lady and i absolutely love it it's always the last destination of the night i've already had yeah. something else to eat yeah yeah they have like hummus and things like that it's like, not com- like, like comedy club food n- they don't have like a kitchen so it's all like cold you know charcuterie boards and things yeah. like that they don't have i remember i've been there like like really drunk and needing like buffalo wings and they were like no we, we do not have chicken tenders here <laughs> yeah we don't have any of that <laughs> that's unfortunate yeah i've never eaten there but yeah like everyone else just said it's always been late at night it's it's the best place to close down they also have really good drink selection there like if you're into bourbon they have all sorts of options for you and the staff seems really knowledgeable about like oh this is you know you're gonna enjoy this this way and blah 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 you know that's exactly what they say you know it's like, <laughs> they think they can just like they don't have to finish their sentence because jazz is playing they're like yeah 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 blah 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 yeah yeah yeah. did he say blah 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 as he walked away all right so green lady that's your number three ben what's your next pick sir i have indie comedy spot barrel of the bottoms so barrel of the bottoms a casey institution currently they're just working so hard to provide comedy in the middle of this pandemic they're doing live streams when it was a little bit warmer they were doing like drive up open mics and things like that uh, Steven Taylor and everybody involved there is just constantly hustling to make sure that Kansas City has yet another just kind of like small indie spot. They also do a really great job of catching national acts as they're cutting through town, though, too. I mean, like, yeah. they have really emerged as this spot that's like, hey, if the improv, if the Cam- Comedy Club of KC, if they're booked up and you're cutting through town, maybe try to hit up Steven Taylor because there's a chance that you might have some stage time on your way. You know, maybe you're cutting from from Denver to St. Louis or whatever like that. And uh, yeah, so Barrel of the Bottoms, I, I, I love them, support them, because they're one of the, those places that might not make it through this if, if people aren't supporting them right now. Check out one of their live streams, see what you can do to send a little money their way, because they're always doing awesome stuff. Yeah, it's a fun spot. They're all the nicest people, too. And like, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, they've also they've got like a podcast studio, too. They do a bunch of podcasts through there. 
but it's this just very cool old building in the West Bottoms. It's got to be at least 100 years old and just yeah. quirky, cool spot. And you're great, right. So, great so many headlining comics have like, yeah, come through town when uh, they're in between their other gigs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of cool people for not a lot of money either. Yeah. It always seems like I've taken a date there and it seems like you're you're lying about there being a venue. It looks like. Oh, even when you open the door, like you see yeah. the microphone on stage and you're like, ah, I'm going to see Chris Porter on that stage in, yeah. in, in five minutes. I don't think that's true. You know, like until yeah. you're there, it seems like, like, like bullshit. You're like, yep. what? Yep. No. <laughs> they also uh, have great pick. They have a bathroom there where the toilet is in the middle of the room. I've never seen that in my it life. It is centrally located. It's so yeah. Yes. It's not where it's you like, want to It is the epicenter of the room. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's weird. Yeah, no, and it's super awkward if you have to use the bathroom during the show. So, like, I would yeah. imagine there's a lot of people not using it. Yeah. Just holding it. It's like, I don't want to be made part of the show because I have to go to the bathroom. It's also... A sign of a uh, great venue. Quirky bathroom. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not marked the bathroom so you kind of have to like ask someone and like they usually have free beer too or you can bring your own beer too that's all yeah big big bonus um you're not you're not spending money on drinks it's great to be you know you can like throw your beer can at a comedian if you want to which i'm sure has happened oh i bet during that open mic i bet shit used to get wild over there yeah i, I would imagine so to be fair technically you can always throw your beer at a at a comedian <laughs> but you, you never should yeah you can yeah and i encourage it yeah there's definitely comedians you should throw beer cans at 100 percent. i've had a beer thrown at me at the stanford and sons which that well, uh, at an open mic oh my wow God. but that's the that was at the legends man anything goes at the legends oh yeah Oh, that's true. Right there by Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Buster's, they had the <laughs> Dino Cafe, whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Yeah. The T-Rex. Yeah. It was like an offshoot of Rainforest Cafe, wasn't it? But it was like yes. just a rip off, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't the same. It was just like a worse version. Yeah. With giant anthropomorphic dinosaurs. It's right next to the comedy club and in between Dave and Buster's. Yeah. That yard uh, house was so nice. Stanford too. And is, is not on my list, by the way. That, that's, that's not a pick on this one. Uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> number three will be uh, the Mockingbird Lounge in uh, Strawberry Hill. Which, nice. Um, guy Dan that owns it, I used to know him because he used to bartend at the Uptown Arts Bar, uh, that open mic when that was a thing years ago. And he opened up that spot. And yeah, it's another place where some comics have come through if they're, you know, in between shows at like Iowa and Oklahoma. You can see cool shows there. Colby Cusick hosts an open mic every Thursday. Yeah, um, shut up and clap. I, yeah, I think that will a... come back. But right now it's, they're live streaming it mostly. It's a web show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think there is a plan to have that. And return. then uh, at the Mockingbird too, yeah, they're doing like uh, cocktails and stuff to go that you can get. Um, so go support them and get booze and food there. Their food's good too. Yeah, they actually have good food. Yeah. And yeah, they, they have a good brunch there too, which is a really fun, Ooh. good cocktails, craft cocktails, really nice people that work there. So yeah, go support them and check that out. That's my number three. Brandon, what's your number two, sir? Kansas City Improv. That's like the stage I've been on probably the most in my life, I think. Kansas City Improv. They just, you know, it's um, it's interesting to see sort of the McDonald's of comedy is kind of what I think of them as. And people, that sounds like, like diminishing like what they do, but what I mean by that is they know their business they know how to run it and it's just efficient everything just works i show up you know i say hi to the sound guy and then you know they get all my information and then i just i go in front of what is always a pretty good crowd they do really good on audience curation where i i can say that under 10 times i've probably been there like 200 times um i've seen just bad crowds you know they really set you up to kind of win and it's they do smart booking there you know they put top to bottom a good show together and you know the food's really good too it's just a 
fun night out you know it's the corporate version of comedy it's like no one's really gonna be like offensive on stage and if they are you know that maybe doesn't last for very long yeah i feel like I mean this as a compliment. Uh, I feel like it is like the Chili's in the best way possible. The Chili's of stand-up comedy. I think Chili's gets dunked on way too much. Like, you know exactly what you're getting when you're going to Chili's. You're spending like $10 to $12 a person at Chili's. So why are you really complaining? Like, it's it's a step up from Applebee's. It's a little more interesting than Applebee's. Is it as cool as like an actual like locally owned bougie restaurant? No, it's not. But like, that's not why you're going to Chili's either. You're going to Chili's because you can get that triple dipper appetizer sampler with the quesadilla towers and make everybody happy. You know, and like KC Improv always delivers in that regard. Yeah, I'm I'm with you big time. It is corporate. It feels corporate, but it feels corporate in like a good. It feels corporate the way that like Disney World feels corporate. Like it feels like it's on rails. You can trust it and. You, you don't know exactly what you're going to get, but you know within a certain confines, or a certain perimeters, what you're going to get. And I think the best way possible. I, I it's totally- like a movie theater in that way, that yes. the experience is going to be inoffensively professional. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of booking openers that represent the scene in the city well. And so if you're in that system as, as a opening comic, you get invaluable amounts of stage time and you get to see like what club comedy is because club comedy is not road comedy. It's not alt comedy. You know, it's um, it's its own weird thing. And yeah. so it's it's nice to see that done the best it's done. You're seeing people a lot of times too that like could be doing a theater or a much bigger venue. Right. Especially right now. I mean, during the pandemic, I mean, uh, big names are kind of come through the comedy clubs, but I mean, even pre-pandemic, I mean, you're seeing Damon Wayans at the Improv or someone, you know, someone that could be at the Midland or somewhere else. They're Theo Vaughn. I remember he sold out like the Improv like super quick and he's someone that could be like at a big theater. Yeah, every now and then you'll even catch a pretty big current act who's writing their hour or whatever, you know? Exactly. Like, that's, yeah. that's where they go. People don't realize that like when you see a stand-up special for the 18 months before that. Right. <laughs> you could see it in your hometown. The improv is where you would see it. In you fact, wouldn't see I've it. I've heard people disappointed. They're like, well, David Cross, that, yeah, yeah, the new Netflix special, that's basically exactly what he did when he came to town eight months ago. It's like, right, he was writing it. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. he filmed this special a month after your show eight months ago and it got edited. Like, like, <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> People, it, they really get to see like the best level of comedy, but they really don't. Comedy is so poorly communicated to people. Like people don't understand. Yes. Like, ah, uh, sorry, I got another. Okay, I thought you froze. <laughs> froze. No, I, no, no. We're so still. I thought you froze. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I got a text message that started with bad news and ended with great news, and I didn't know how to process it. We could tell. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> So, okay, you were saying, and I agree with you, that comedy as an art form is very poorly communicated to the consumer. And I couldn't yeah, agree more. They don't, they don't understand that it's more close to music than it is improvisation. So I've seen people be like, I saw so-and-so and they were doing jokes from three years ago. And it's like, well, yeah, because the audience everyone has a buy-in point you know so uh, maybe you have a favorite comedian and it's like oh dude he talks about such and such and that's what got me hooked and so you're secretly hoping he talks about the thing that you poorly explained in the car Mm -hmm. so that you can be like see what i'm talking about (laughs) but then you also want 
some freshness so you're like i didn't know he was going to get into you know all this dark stuff and that was kind of cool too but like yeah that the improv is one of the only places you can go and be guaranteed like a seven out of a ten night you know that's the floor yeah yeah i totally agree and also i think of all the kansas city institutions music and comedy what top top tier for giving local talent an opportunity to appear on the same bill as national talent and that is so underrated that's so important to local musicians and local comics to get legitimized by being on the same bill as national acts and they deserve a lot of credit for that they always do deserve just a a round of applause for giving back to the kc scene in that way yeah and it helps it's It's corporate but it's all the same people brandon i think that work there right or have worked there for years so i mean it does kind of feel like it's part of the kc community everyone at the top is pretty much the same but and that's like i know there's a bad time to bring up this example uh but like boulevard is like yes they are owned by a national company but like almost everyone who works there from the ground up is local you know it's local like, yep. yeah yeah so the kansas city improv kind of a cop-out but it's cool kind of yeah but better they... than sprint center <laughs> <laughs> that's not even the name of the place anymore right, that's yeah, how exactly. long it's been since i've been home the improv a lot of good memories there and it's yeah. been there since zona rosa opened i think like a lot of shits you know opened and closed out there but the improv's always been there it's sort of a staple i think it's one of the things that keeps i think zona's happy that it's there you know i think it because there's nothing after 10 o'clock at zona you know yeah. except for bar louie but like you know claire well and closes. my open mic night at the gap okay you're doing that still <laughs> nice there is and i know this is a, a totally insane sub- segue in zona rosa there is a olive oil store they only sell olive oil okay if you're ever in zona rosa just go there go there and say i hear all olive oil tastes the same What's the difference? <laughs> that lady is going to blow your mind. She She's ready for that. Sure. She's ready for... I bet, for I bet to, she's been asked that before. I send people there. I. <laughs> yeah. She is so ready. And she's got these cups and she's ready with samples and she's dipping popcorn. And it's such a good time. You learn so much about olive oil. Uh-huh. And then you pay like you pay bourbon prices for a bottle of olive oil what a what a deal like 45 bucks and you're like this sounds good and then you go home and and make the same spaghetti you make <laughs> that sounds great yeah, so yeah, swing by there and give promo code brandon sent you and yeah 20 <laughs> off your order yeah i wish i had an affiliate deal with them that'd be great <laughs> that's my goal that's if i go in there i'm gonna say brandon sent me no matter what i'm just gonna... dude i I've given her so many business like over the years. Like, <laughs> that was your number two. Ben, what's your number two, sir? With Record Bar. Record Bar nice. absolutely rules. Record Bar has always ruled. It was great when it was at its Westport location. Uh, the only thing I think that you, I would give points to to the original location over the new one is parking. Otherwise, it's an upgrade all around. It is almost literally uh, in the heart of Kansas City, much like the toilet in the bathroom at Barrel of the Bottoms. Yeah. It is in the epicenter. <laughs> and uh, I, I just think it, it it just reflects the heartbeat of the city. They do a great job of giving stage time to local bands, but at the same time, bring in very cool national bands. Constantly are bringing in bands that are like on the verge of being huge. And like the very last time that you get to see them at a small to mid-sized club is 
as that record bar. Like you'll catch a band at record bar. And then when they come back through in 18 months, they're playing the Midland, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I just think they're incredible. Their staff's wonderful. Their production manager, Chris Mary does such a great job. Paul Malinowski, who's their main engineer in house, I think is literally the best live sound engineer in the city. Their concerts just sound absolutely fantastic there. Um, Steve and everybody who owns it just does a great job. They run a tight ship. Anytime that my band gets booked there, I'm I'm thrilled. I, I always look forward to it as a performer, and I love going there as a concert goer as well. It just feels cool and hip. I am very pro Kansas City and pro Midwest, um, and get kind of pissy when people get coastally snobby. So I don't usually say a thing like this, but it feels very LA in a cool way. It feels like LA by way of Kansas City. Yeah, and that's what I really like. It has like some of this kind of cool coastal sheen to it but then at the end of the day it still feels like a midwest like kansas city chicago rock club so yeah record bar just absolutely it rules. really feels chicago-y like it feels very chicago yeah i love how far the green room is from the stage there that's like oh you have to like go on a journey <laughs> like like There's yeah stairs involved <laughs> yoda has to like climb on your back and be like mm, to green room go we will yeah yeah it's wild <laughs> That's how actually that's my number two pick as well, is the record bar. Hey! Yeah. Nice. I love the record bar. I've only, I have not performed at the new one. I've only performed at the old one that was in Westport, uh, yeah. where they also had a dope brunch. Um, you can see great comics there, too. I remember I saw Kyle Kinane at the record bar. Yeah, uh, Nick Thune, maybe I did two Nick years Thune. back. Or... That's I right, you Nick opened. That's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah. So uh, the record bar is dope for everything, music, comedy, great food to eat there too. Um, it's a is, perfect know, stage height. Where the tank room used to be? No, it's, it's it's in a different spot. They had to do a lot of build out when they moved in. Um, it's yeah. across from like Temptations, I think. Yes, that's correct. It's on Main. Yeah. yeah. I hate that that's my only reference. So there's a strip. <laughs> it's, it's by the strip club. All my references oh, are like <laughs> in relations to Kansas City strip clubs. Okay. Tank Room was next door to the Black Dolphin. Yes. Tank Room is the Black is Dolphin. That... Well, yes, the Black Dolphin spilled over and absorbed yeah. Tank Room at, in it, into it. Yeah. And then Rest Zarbar in peace, was by Temptations, right? Dude, so yeah, let's say it really quick. Yeah. I had a list of defunct and no, and we're name checking a bunch of them. And so like, I got to say, totally. Omont Club, Rest in Power, went yeah. on to become a barbecue rest, a very good barbecue restaurant. So like in Kansas City, you know, if you can't be a punk rock club, uh, with a mechanical bull in it, then at least come back as a barbecue restaurant, right? Yeah, that's and the least then, you could uh, do. Uh, Zar Bar, the Tank Room, and then for my fellow Northlanders, Back to Life was a really big deal. Uh, it was this like all ages. They didn't sell alcohol, which is why they went out of business. Uh, but like, <laughs> I know there are a, there's a whole generation of like Kansas City musicians who were raised in the Northland who cut their teeth on that stage. So I just have to name check all those spots. Rest in power, Kings. And hopefully Davies is coming back. But yeah, sorry. Absolutely. Your show, Patrick. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Like I, Zarbar, and there were a bunch of these old ones I was coming up with that I know aren't around anymore. Zarbar was so killer. I like, I don't know the whole story there, but I do know that even some of the people who worked there were a little shocked when it closed. Like, I think it was pretty right. sad. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of how Arts Bar cool. closed. Safe yeah. on, the, on the stage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, oh, I loved that. Is that the one with the vault? Yes. Yes. That's what we're saying. Yeah. That, on the yeah, back yeah. of the stage, there's like a vault door. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like All a weird, of the diamonds weird setup because it was, it was kind of like narrow, like the, where the way it was set up a little Much bit. Much like so. Mockingbird, it had a very like hallway contour yeah. to it. But yeah, still a great spot. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Okay, so that was your number two. Number two, Brandon. We're on to our number ones now, sir. 
What's number your... one so i have no biases i have no problem saying the rhino hey. is my number one favorite venue okay. everything that an indie venue can get right about performing about treating talent about booking talent about showcasing talent the rhino gets fucking right from the moment we used to book a show there um every comic that came was like when can i come back everyone felt like the stage was hot the green room was awesome it's a big space where you have enough room to kind of be yourself you know um if you want to go sit on your laptop and, and do emails there's space for that and then the other comics can also congregate and talk and it's not intrusive it's it's my favorite fucking place um I, I can't say enough nice things about it the food is amazing uh ethan at the bar knows he'll give you a drink that you're you're like you'll chase for the rest of your yeah. life you're ethan like, is literally one of the best bartenders in the whole city yeah, he, yeah. he's un unreal and I, that's like objective like he's been named in the pitch as like one of the best bartenders yeah. in the whole city like he's truly unreal yeah no i i'm very proud of what we do the team's incredible and i think it all comes from a culture of it's almost entirely run by musicians and stand-up comedians. Like it's people who know what it's like to be on both sides of the microphone. It's people who know what it's like to be on both sides of the bar. And I, you know, I, I think we really put a huge emphasis on culture and making sure that people truly feel welcome. And like, uh, on, like, honestly, we do want our regulars to feel like a sense of ownership. Like, like yeah. we kind of want our regulars to feel entitled a little bit, like, because it's it's a community space it's for everybody yeah the cool thing about the rhino is i got to learn what it takes to build a show in an environment where i could have failed you know what i mean like sure we all took a risk when we brought a show there and we got to cultivate it and say okay this is how it works and these are the things you want to be aware of you know you want to start within this parameter of you know the printed start time and you want to promote it through these avenues and these channels you really got to wear a bunch of different hats at the rhino versus like when the improv is like put together a show what they mean is go book five comics and then right we will promote it and we will do all the heavy lifting you just have to bring it to us we are a really cool size and that i think you know we're like 140 cap right and so like I think we are just big enough that we can have a really high lens of ourselves and a high value of ourselves and think like, no, we want shows that matter. Like right before the pandemic hit, Knuckle Puck was about to play, like a totally sold out show. They're one of the, like literally one of my favorite pop punk bands on the entire planet. And like that show sold out in 30 seconds because they, sh they have no business coming to us, but like they have heard about us and they know our bookers and like want to come you know but then at the same time i think we're small enough that we can truly take chances like we can actually yeah. take risks because as long as you can get like 30 people there on a thursday night that then it feels like a decent room it feels like like the you know we're going to be able to pay everybody and everything like that you know and, and i do think that 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 size of venue is not exclusive to us but like that's a really important size of venue for the city to have tank room was that that's i miss tank room so much zarbar yeah. was that having that like right around 150 capacity where you can take some risks 
and get people to cut their teeth on building shows and things like that. It's important for the scene. It made it a staple of a lot of people. Like we brought Sam Talent and when we brought Sam Talent, that was a risk. Yeah, like he had a high demand and we were like, I don't know that we're going to make this, but it'd be nice to have him. And then we get him and it goes incredibly well. And now he's like, when I go to Kansas City, that's where I want to go. Yeah, man. And like same with, Marin, you know, like, yeah. You know. Same with Billy Wayne Davis. He was like, you know, oh, I want to do the Rhino. Like, and I remember, <laughs> I remember booking Billy Wayne Davis, like when we started Cream of the Crop, you were like, that's the guy I want to get. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, probably in two or three years, we can get to a point where that can happen. And within 10 months, two sold yeah. out shows. Yeah. You know? Billy Wayne Davis, by the way, loves stories about the Glazers. He's a big on he the does. stories. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yep. 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 Uh, he's we, like a we curator of the them. green room yes he yeah. is yeah. a keeper of the stories yeah yeah <laughs> like an oracle yeah <laughs> it's uh, weird that okay. someone is so invested in stories from a place that they are not from right no i mean the people that whatever that know or were are aware of the glazers or worked that club or whatever they like they're always interested if there's like a story yeah like, oh, man, craig's fucking crazy they want to like check in it's like well lately it's not been great (laughs) and for listeners who might not be aware these are the former owners of the uh stanford right yeah Uh, legends yeah yeah and there are tales there are tales well so many yeah ask a comic ask if if you have a friend who's a comedian they have at least one story yeah that's a whole episode top five stanford nights yes you should do that patrick oh my god that's that's a place also that uh you want to talk about the improv and quality control they had yeah they bring on whoever can you bring 50 people? You can do an hour tomorrow. Stanford's was wild in that it was like you would go on your way up and then you would definitely go on your way down, like as a comic. <laughs> like sure. Yeah. Or yeah, some comics. I mean, like I remember like I opened up for like Tom Arnold there, and it was because he hadn't done stand-up in like a year or something. So he just booked like three nights at Stanford so he could just get the rust off. Yeah. You know, like I think there was a lot of people like Chris Tucker did like two nights at Stanford's one time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, which yeah, probably because he hadn't done stand-up in forever, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck it, I'll just go to Stanford's. <laughs> fucking kansas um okay so that's that these are all great picks jesus where are we at now that was your number one my, yeah so we're at yeah, my number, number one, one yeah so mine is kind of a cop-out in the sense that it's sort of uh it's it's a very 2020 2021 pick it's also sort of an extension of my number two and that's gonna be lemonade park number one is lemonade park because of the times that we are living in so uh steve and chris and paul and everybody at record bar got in touch with everybody at voltaire which is this incredible cocktail bar in in the west bottoms and said we are going to be able to do indoor concerts for a long freaking time what are we going to do and they built lemonade park in the back parking lot of voltaire it is so incredibly cool it legitimately seems like something from a movie like it seems like a place that like matthew mcconaughey and uh, Kate Hudson would have gone to in a yeah. 2000s romantic comedy. It's so cool. <laughs> Man. They have this AstroTurf pulled out, a bunch of picnic tables. Their business model is based on the idea that you buy a table and that like you're going to have X number of people sitting at the table. It's all like six to 10 feet apart. It's all outdoor. Then they have this very cool trailer bed up front with just like charming lighting, incredible sound because it's Paul Malinowski, who again is the best live sound engineer in the entire city. Great vibe and aesthetic because Chris and and uh, Justin Walker and everybody who works at at Record Bar just has a great vibe and energy and and again it's it, much like the Rhino run almost entirely by people who are in bands who have been in bands who understand what it's like to be on both sides of the microphone that's so important to establishing a good culture right and 
they just put on so many good shows all last summer and into the like late, late fall. I mean, they went as late as they could. I went and saw a show Halloween weekend. And I mean, by this week standards, it's not that cold, but it was like 25, 30 degrees. And there were still people there wearing coats, wearing hats. You know, they had fires going because it's outdoor uh, to see uh, Westside Royal and, uh, and Bell and the Vertigo Waves, one of the best concerts I've ever been to in Kansas City. They're already starting to book and announce their 2021 schedule. And um, yeah, I, honestly, it's so cool. This is my like final thing I'll say about it is that it's so cool that I hope Lemonade Park is here to stay and that it's not just a pandemic thing. I think it started in the pandemic, but I hope that this is a new just Kansas City institution that you go see live local music outside in the West Bottoms at Lemonade Park. And then eventually we can get rid of the picnic tables and have mosh pits, you know, but I just absolutely <laughs> love it. Can't wait to go to my first show there this year. Hope, uh, definitely hope that I get to perform on that stage sometime this year that would be incredibly cool but yeah lemonade park everybody who has made that happen at record bar and, and voltaire did a legitimate public service to the city by by making that happen that's, that's awesome that's great, i was not aware of this so i'm glad you picked yeah that. bro yeah aware of this, this is your year yeah go check it out yeah yeah number one pick is is a cop out uh fully and again hopefully something that comes back but it's first fridays at the crossroads oh which, sure uh, oh nice yeah so many i've seen so many music shows there i've seen so many comics have shows there obviously Obviously, artists have their things set up there, but um, I really miss that. I, I miss going and walking around and seeing people perform. Again, I'll give a shout out to my buddy Chase and Dog Lava. They, they had a show there like once a month. And I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun to go and hang out and eat food. And hopefully that comes back. Yeah, yeah. that was never the same. Like every time you would go to First Fridays, it'd be like just a different vibe. Yeah. People got shot and the pandemic happened. And Yeah. I, he I hear you on like, hopefully it comes back. I do think that like, the the events that had occurred before the pandemic it was already kind of on like an uphill climb to stay you know in not in business but uh just to keep occurring yeah and uh, yeah i i hope there is some version of that that comes back because i do think of that as a truly unique kansas city institution that like i every now and then we'll have friends who don't live here be like oh i heard about first fridays you know unfortunately at one point they were like i heard about the people who got killed at first fridays but yeah yeah, I think in general, um, that's worth fighting for. I, I totally agree. For sure, yeah. Once we're all vaccinated and everything, um, hang out with Mike, that feels like a summer 2022. Let's give that a crack. Like, let's give First Fridays a crack again, like May of 2022. Or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's my number one. Thanks for doing the show, guys. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, this is fun. I was uh, so happy to find out Brandon was the co-host. <laughs> I'm glad that surprised surprise. you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, truly surprised me. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, that, that was a fun yeah, little surprise. We were yeah. literally talking yesterday about music. We were, Yeah, we were talking about like, yeah, we were texting each other, talking about Prince, Rest in Power. Pussy control, fuck yeah. Well, before we get out of here, let's do a uh, plug. Brandon, what's going on with you, man? Ooh, well, I got three albums. Uh, first album was recorded at the Rhino, hosted by my mom. Yeah, Super who, produced, fun. who produced that? I'm trying to remember. Uh, you know, I think he died. I think he died. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, wonderfully produced by Ben. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely my best-selling album for the longest time. Uh, then the new one came out. I have a new album called The Ballad of Trash Can. It's on. It's good stuff, man. Uh, Spotify, Amazon, all that, uh, iTunes. It's, uh, it's maybe the best thing I've ever done, and it's short. A lot of guys are like, "Yeah, it's I'm really put out yeah. an hour, two hours." I'm like, "I got 15 minutes," <laughs> and uh, that's uh, and then I have one on my website, uh, onlybrands.com. Um, I have an album called uh, "You Didn't Ask" that I recorded at the very 
last weekend before the pandemic hit like little time capsule like we knew that it was coming mm-hmm. but we it was kind of a joke at the time like oh okay we got to wear masks now that's gonna be weird and you know the show we did in iowa sold out 300 people and uh, that's obviously not what we're going to be doing for the next long time so it was a weird beautiful time capsule of like that last slice of fun um and so that's that's available i got that and you can follow me on social media brandon comedy everywhere um cross platforms everywhere yeah yeah <laughs> hell yeah dude uh well thanks for being here uh ben how about you yeah. man now hey you got multiple things here not not only the rhino and everything the rhino but also yeah. ope radio on the pitch that's right yeah so we're podcast cousins i guess is that how yeah. that works uh yeah i host a, a show on this network as well it's called ope radio o-p-e exclamation point radio isn't that thing us midwesterners say ope gonna introduce you to some new bands uh it's all it's an hour basically every monday it drops every monday morning and has 10 songs by local bands and uh and local musicians and I kind of just break them down. And my big thing is I try to provide context. My thing is that I think it's hard to get into new music without context. It's easier yeah. if you have a friend who's like, hey, you like Jimmy Eat World, you'd probably like Faint Heart. And I try to be that friend for you. So Oprah Radio, please subscribe to that. Give that a listen. I'm yeah. also in a local pop punk band called The Way Way Back for fans of uh, Newfound Glory, Blink-182. Uh, yeah. You know, if you used to skateboard, you might like us. I also <laughs> host Off Network, a show called Disney Plus, plus Ben plus Friends. Where I go through and discuss um, Disney Plus things with my friends. Uh, you guys, we should have you two on an episode of that. That'd be really Let's fun. Let's do it. Uh, I'm watching WandaVision and, right now. Dude, so we're, we have a spinoff show called WandaVision Vision. If you subscribe <laughs> to the main feed, you get that. And uh, yeah, we're going down, like each episode, breaking down WandaVision, talking about Easter eggs, fan theories, all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, so check that out. And then please support whatever your favorite local business is. I'm not here. Like, I happen to own the Rhino, and I'd love it if you supported us. But whatever what ask yourself if i magically knew i wasn't going to get covid what would i go do today go support those two or three businesses in any way you can right now because if you don't do it right now they might not be there when it all clears up so please ask if you can venmo the owner or the people who work there buy to go food support whatever place you want to go to when this is over support them now or they truly might not be there like we lost Tapcade, which absolutely breaks my heart. I went there every day or every year on my birthday. They're yeah. gone now. They're gone. And, and uh, you know, so please fight for your favorite businesses by supporting them now, not later. Yeah, and then hopefully things coming. You said eventually maybe a... Uh, Keep your eye on the Rhino social thing. media. We are going to increase. We're going to start really upping the number of live streams we do. And if the numbers continue at the rate they're going, sometime in the late spring, we're going to start doing socially distant, assigned seated shows. Uh, very small capacity, probably like... Probably only about 25 or 30 tickets sold, but we are going to start getting bodies in the venue spread out, assigned seats so we can keep it as safe as possible. But we are going to start doing live comedy and live music as soon as we believe that it is ethically, like truly safe to do it, we will do it. As soon as we think it's safe, we will. And now, how about your band? Like, are, are you guys doing streaming shows right now? Um, uh, we are about to book a live stream. Uh, keep keep an eye out. Uh, like us on Facebook. We'll, we post on Facebook a lot. We're on Instagram. We'll post shows on there. But we did just drop a new record. Uh, it has a song that was actually named by the pitches, the best song by a local band in uh, 2020. Uh, the bag. It's called Baggage, or You're Never Gonna Leave It All Behind, because we're emo and have long titles and all that. Uh, but yeah, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, all those platforms. The Way Way Back. Yeah, again, if you like pop punk or skateboarding or any of that, if you ever went to Warp Tour, you'll probably dig us. So 
Thanks so much for having me on the show, Patrick. I've really enjoyed the first three episodes. I'm I'm definitely going to keep listening uh, in addition to hopefully sticking my head in every now and then. I'm glad that the pitch is like really making an investment in in this, you know? It makes me really happy. Yeah, you know, Brock and Stephanie, John, everybody at the, the pitch, like they truly care about Kansas City. They truly care about shining a light on local music, local eats, all, all that kind of stuff. And uh, backing a network like this is just putting their money where their mouth is. And yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I agree with you. I, like when I heard about it was when I got invited. And even if I hadn't been invited, I would have been thrilled. You know, like yeah. it's cool that I'm part of it. But like just knowing that it exists makes me very, very happy. Only good for Kansas City. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone wins. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Ben, uh, what's your social? Oh, yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at hey underscore Shotzi, S-H-O-T-Z-I. Uh, follow me and tell people to follow me. I'm trying to get my followers up on Twitter. I joined Twitter really late. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Follow, For the love follow. of God, follow Ben on Twitter. Follow me, please. Guys, I, I say silly, funny things and post pictures <laughs> of my dog. Yeah. Oh, and then real quick, what is the Venmo for the Rhino? Oh, it's at the Rhino KC. The Rhino KC. Oh, I think yeah. it has our Triceratops logo or kind of iconic uh, back of our stage glowing triceratops on it but yeah the rhino casey thank you for that yeah um please if if you want to donate money to the rhino great also but if if you want to make us work for it come buy cocktails to go i work most friday nights i'd love to get you some drinks um to go or or to stay whatever and also by the way the rhino is a great location it's like next to the screenland which is also awesome you can also i love screenland yeah Uh, adam over there they're all great people but People think the Northland and they get this image in their head and it's like, it's not really the Northland. Like, I mean, I live in Midtown, like off 39th street. I can get to the Rhino in less than 10 minutes. I was about to say, you're probably like eight minutes away. I've started calling it North shore. I've started, I've started trying to coin that, that like people think of the river market district and they're like, Oh, that's not far away. And it's like, cool. I'm literally on the other side of the river. Yeah. 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 It's like first thing you see. Yes. Support the Rhino. Brandon, Ben, thank you so much for being here, guys. Thanks. Bye, guys. That was it. That was the show. Thank you so much for listening. Before we close this out, I will recap everyone's list here and do my hostly duties. Uh, Number five, Ben had the Phoenix. At four, he had the Brick. At three, Barrel of the Bottoms. Two, the Record Bar. And number one, Lemonade Park. Brandon, at number five, had the Sprint Center. Now the T-Mobile Center. At number four, the Westport Coffee House. Three, Green Lady Lounge. Two, the Kansas City Improv. And number one, the Rhino. For my top five, at number five, I had the Westport Coffee House. At number four, I had Davies Uptown Ramblers Club. At number three, the Mockingbird Lounge. Number two, the Record Bar. And number one, First Fridays at the Crossroads. This was KC Top 5. I want to thank you again for listening. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. If you have ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram handle is at PatrickMoreKC. Go ahead and shoot me a note and let me know uh, what you think we should do, who we should have on, if I should go fuck myself, whatever. Let me know. Also, as always, music on this show is from Dog Lava. Check them out on Spotify or follow them on Instagram at Dog Lava. Thanks again to Ben Wendt and Brandon Patrick. My name is Patrick Moore. I hope you have a great day. We will see you next time here at KC Top 5 on the Pitch Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.
This was a production of the Pitch Podcast Network. The Pitch is Kansas City's independent source for news and culture. Check out thepitchkc.com to see more podcasts from us, including information for how to subscribe to The Pitch or become a sustaining member. Story ideas or feedback? Write to tips at thepitchkc.com. Pitch in and we'll make it through.